Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. The practice of yoga evokes many images for different people. For some, it's a spiritual and physical exercise that can relax just as much as challenge. For others, it's a way to spend time in meditation and step away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And for our guest today, there's a very particular image she has in mind, and it's animated by her mission to use yoga as a way to create space for Black people's health, healing, and happiness. Nico Marie McNeese is a native St. Louisan and Black yogi who took that very mission to the interwebs three years ago. Since then, she's amassed over 100,000 subscribers, and she's here to share her story. Nico, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, 100,000 followers on YouTube. I mean, I can't even imagine what 100,000 of <laughs> something will be <laughs> I like. Can't <laughs> that, that's not an easy feat, especially mm-hmm. in just three years. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have any expectations or goals around garnering that kind of following? Um, when you started out? I honestly had no expectations. Like what honestly happened is after the pandemic started, I couldn't teach my students in real life. So I made like a couple videos on Instagram and then I got a request for a specific type of video. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll put it on YouTube. Everybody can watch it on YouTube. And then from there, I just started uploading and the followers <laughs> came. <laughs> so it became more everybody than you had initially yes, thought. Yes, than I had even, could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been practicing yoga now for several years. Mm -hmm. What is it that initially interested you in it? It was just like being out of high school. Like when I was in high school, I played a sport every season. So I'm super duper in shape. So after high school, I realized um, that doesn't just happen you know you just don't stay in shape by doing nothing so I'm like let me find something for me to that I can do to to keep myself in shape to keep myself up to keep myself feeling good because I wasn't feeling good so I know I'm not somebody who um, really was interested in going to a gym Mm -hmm. so I just googled yoga yoga spaces in my area yoga studios in my area and I started attending a yoga studio and the instructor told me, you know, you should look into becoming an instructor. And I'm just like, oh, who has time for that? <laughs> I'm like, who has the time or the money? But, you know, she worked out a payment plan with me. And oh, wow. I, it just happened. It okay. just happened. And did this happen to be a, a yoga studio or an instructor that was, you know, that was part of the black community here in St. Louis? No. So she was a white woman, and um, most of the students at that studio uh, were predominantly white. And I did teach at that studio for a while, but I knew I wanted to bring yoga to black spaces and to the black community because I saw what it was doing for other people. I felt what it was doing for me. And I was like, our community really needs this. So then I that's when I branched off and started teaching my own classes. Mm-hmm. So at what point did teaching come into your mind as something um, that you knew you needed to do? 
It was it was just more of like it was just kind of piquing my interest and I knew that I enjoyed practicing yoga. So when she brought it to me, it was a proposition that I didn't honestly take serious at first. Mm-hmm. And then once we got deeper into the practice and the meaning of yoga and the history behind yoga and um, the positive effects, the healing effects it could have on you and your body. I'm like, this is definitely something I need to be spreading the knowledge about because there's so many situations and so many circumstances in the black community where we need that healing and we need those safe spaces. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's been a great journey. Yeah. Tell me about some of the students you've had. Oh, my gosh. I've had so many different kind of students. And it's it's insane to say now that I have students all over the world. Okay. Like, there are people overseas who will message me and say, hey, I'm on this group with people where we learn English and we do your yoga videos oh. together. Or, you know, I'll have people who are older. Um, a woman approached me yesterday and she was 50. I get people commenting on my videos who are 70. Um, I have people who are in high school, men, women, people of all genders, of all races, of all ages practice with me. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, oh, it's, I can't believe it sometimes. Well, and the first time that I saw you in person was actually when I was with um, a former colleague Mm -hmm. who is like, she's, she's old enough to be a a parent. She's Mm -hmm. like a friend. Yes. And so that was definitely a, you know, in real life sort of sign mm-hmm. of the the range of people that you've been working with. Yes. Now, just to put a, a finer point on it, why was it important to you, Nico, to bring yoga to black folks here in a place that is is your your birthplace and where you've grown up? Mm-hmm. I really have a, a deep love for my home, um, the people here, um, and in the black community, especially around, you know, events such as like Mike Brown and, you know, just um, violence in the city. A lot of people are very stressed and a lot of people have kind of taken on a routine where they go to work, they go home, they do very little me time or they do very little physical activity in between and you know stress it just causes other things in your body it just causes chaos in your body it causes health issues and you know I know a lot about talking to people and their parents who might be 50 or 60 years old and people are passing away at the ages of 50 and 60 and a lot of that a lot of what's contributing to that is stress yeah um and I just feel like we didn't have very many outlets and it Um, yoga isn't often marketed to black people so we don't feel like it's for us so I just wanted to show people in my community that yoga is for us Mm -hmm. it's a tool that we can use Um, it can be used in whatever fits best into your life so being able to go on YouTube and being like hey if you only have 10 minutes today throw on these 10 minutes and at least get a little bit of peace and calm and inner healing or whatever rest you need. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just important in a sense that there's so much chaos that tends to happen out of our control that goes on in the city and around us. It's always important to come back to your inner self because you can always have that peace within you. So you started on YouTube because you were not able to teach in person mm-hmm. on account of the pandemic. And you continue to 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 do these videos mm-hmm. on YouTube, why do you continue to do that if if people are now getting back together again? Mm-hmm. You know, people express to me on YouTube the things that it has done for them. 
And I want to, if I can impact people in a way that they can feel better about themselves, that they can feel better about their bodies, and they can have a a clearer and more peaceful state of mind, I want to do that for as many people as I possibly can. And so they kind of will share it with each other. The more people that come, they share with their peers. Um, and it, it's the it's the comments and the in the DMs and things that keep me going. Like people telling me things like, "I have um, really bad anxiety, and now I can manage my anxiety without my medication," or you know, "I have this injury, or I've had this, um, I've been dealing with this loss, and you've really helped me." And that just propels me to move forward, and I enjoy it. I like doing it, yeah. so that also keeps me going. And has that informed? sort of the way that you are perfecting or continuing to work on your your yoga practice and instruction? Absolutely. Like, once I started um, teaching on YouTube and people started telling me how it was impacting their lives, I started taking yoga more seriously for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing yoga every day. And my, my initial um, mission when I was doing yoga every day was like, okay, I'm going to make a video like I did yoga for a year. This is what happened. And then it completely transformed and changed my life. It changed me physically. It changed me mentally. I um, It changed my confidence. Like so many great things happened. And I'm like, I want everybody to feel this way. Now, your yoga practice uh, is not the only thing you do. Mm-hmm. Nico Marie, yes. McNeese, <laughs> local <laughs> DJ yes. as well, right? So your residency at Sophie's Artist Lounge in Midtown, and you've had some of your DJ mixes go viral, mm-hmm. right? There seems to be a pattern here. <laughs> Is there any correlation, um, a, like a direct link between your DJing and your yoga practice and instruction? I would say that that my direct link is black joy. I love to see people feeling good, smiling, you know, telling me how they feel. People will come up to me, whether it's from yoga or DJing, and, and just tell me what I did for them or what they've enjoyed about what I do. And that does so much for me. I always tell people, you guys do just as much for me as you feel that I'm doing for you. So it's really just about the joy and the happiness and enjoying your life and that's part of your health. Your happiness is part of your health. So if if I can contribute to somebody's health, that's making me feel great. Yeah. Now, with the music that you're playing, um, where do you find yourself doing that most often? And is there, similarly, as with the, the yoga instruction that you've been doing, is it in predominantly black spaces? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's in pre- predominantly black spaces. I still teach at Herb Arts, which is a, a black-owned art gallery. Um, the spaces that I DJ at, there's always many black faces. Um, but yeah, it's it's... I always kind of, I like to say I have my ear to the streets, so I'm always listening to what people are um, listening to. I'm always looking for what people are listening to or what people are looking to get out of a night out or out of their yoga experience. Mm -hmm. So does the kind of DJ, uh, the kind of music that you use to DJ, is it sort of genre focused or with that ear to the ground, is it sort of everything is uh, everything is within play it it 
it's kind of situational. Like I, I never like play music I don't like. So like my first rule is that I play music I like because I really feel like that's part of what makes the DJ is the person's taste. So I, I trust my taste and, you know, I experiment with different things. I'll play different things. I'll see what people are reacting to. But, um, I, I always play play music that I like. I, whatever genre it is, if it for me, if it fits within the space, if it fits within the moment, then I just go with it. Mm-hmm. And what do you like? I like a lot of stuff, but <laughs> I <laughs> my favorite is I love R and B and soul and funk, old and new. When I was younger, uh, we listened to a lot of older music, so I would be listening to like. Um, Wilson Pickett and <laughs> Tina Turner, <laughs> of course, um, you know, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson and Chuck Berry. We, we had a range of music in my house. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I resonate a lot with stuff that's soulful. Yeah. Um, but of course, I love rap music like. There was like the crunk era when I was growing up. Like I love um, Memphis rap. Um, of course, I love St. Louis rap. Like we have a style. Um, so yeah, it's it's really there's so many different things I enjoy. Yeah. Now I hear that there is something called Studio Three One Four. Yeah. Nico, what? is that so studio 314 is my 70s party the title is inspired by studio 54 um it's i think this is our third or fourth one okay um but it's uh kind of celebrates the roots of disco and the the roots of that genre because the uh, disco has black roots so yeah so (laughs) just just coming back home you know it just just feels like a a homecoming and it being studio 314 is so appropriate because we can be in that space together celebrating that genre in that time and genres of the like whether it be old music or new music and then everybody gets dressed and it's so beautiful it it feels like you are really transported to the 70s um and we just all laugh and we dance and there's a, a best dress contest and we have a good time so it took just three years for you to get to 100,000 plus followers, mm-hmm. right, on your yoga channel, on YouTube. What do you hope happens in the next three years? You know, I am, right now, I am just taking life as it comes. I'm enjoying, like, every moment. I'm enjoying every milestone. I'm enjoying every accomplishment. And I'm I'm just confident that wherever it takes me, as long as I'm in the happiest space I can be in, you know, whatever comes, I'm I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any like super specific goals. It's just like bring it on, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm ready. I'm happy. I'm here for it. And is there maybe one encounter that you have had with someone who is a Black St. Louisan like mm-hmm. yourself that really? made you feel like I'm doing something that is necessary Mm -hmm. right now in a really specific way. Mm -hmm. Do you have an anecdote about that? I've had so many, uh, so many amazing encounters, so many, more than I can count. Um, And no, I don't feel like any encounter that I have is like bigger than the other. It's like, from the smallest thing to, oh, yeah, me and my kids and my wife do yoga with you to people coming to Sophie's and being like, I've been waiting to see you. I've been waiting to meet you. You know, it just it just shows me that what I'm doing is 
so much more meaningful than I thought it was. Um, and it just it just gives me even more purpose. It just gives me an even more purpose and even more reason to keep going aside from me loving it so much. Yeah. And with that many followers, there are, are many more people who recognize you than you would recognize. So what has it been like to be out in St. Louis and then have people be like, oh, it's DJ Ikori <laughs> or, or Black Yogi? I mean, it, I'm still not used to it. It is, it is crazy. It's, it's amazing. It's crazy. Like I met a girl the other night and she cried when she met me. She oh. cried. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm this is. This is how people feel about me, you know, and it's so it's so exciting. And it's always the the encounters that are directly with me. They're always positive. So I can't wait to have more of those encounters. Hopefully I'll see a lot of people Friday at Studio 314 Mm -hmm. and we can have even more of those because I love them. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) I mean, you are a a creator, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would imagine that it's it is not nearly as easy as it is for people to sort of looking at what you have posted mm-hmm. onto um, onto YouTube or, and other places. What's hard about what you do, and how do you how do you overcome some of those things that come up that that are difficult or challenging? What's hard is it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. Recording videos and editing videos takes a lot of time in addition to having a busy DJ schedule. So time management is definitely something that's difficult. Um, the the fear of things not, you know, that, um, what is it called? Imposter syndrome. Oh. That imposter syndrome or the fear of things you're doing not being good enough. Um, and the way I overcome is I definitely, I have a manager now, so my manager helps me. So thank you, Alonzo. Helps me so much with my time management and, you know, the management of my gigs and things like that. Um, And when it comes to how I'm feeling emotionally about the things going on around me, I have a therapist. I talk to my therapist. Mm. I'm like, this is how I've been feeling in this space with these things that are going on. And she helps to give me coping skills. And also just being mindful that I am continuing my yoga and my meditation practice so that I can stay grounded in this space and remember that this is something that I love to do and I want to keep it that way. I always want to enjoy what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So remembering my why, remembering why I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have the community you need in order to feed and fuel the community that you need. So you have more than 100,000 subscribers now. Mm -hmm. What's something you wish you knew now um, that you didn't know when you started just in this last minute? That you are exposing a part of yourself to a lot of people and there may be um, demands of you from those people. There may be things that people want you to change or things that people want you to change to their taste. And it's always important to be yourself and remember yourself and stay yourself throughout everything you're doing because people can feel your genuineness and people can feel if you have a passion or not. So just keeping that passion alive. 
Nico Marie McNeese mm-hmm. teaches yoga as Black Yogi Nico Marie and spins as DJ Nico Marie. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you. Thank you so much. After checking out Nico's yoga instruction online, you can catch her DJing along with Makeda Kravitz at Central Stage in Grand Center this Friday night from 9 to 1 a.m. The, uh, the vibes and tunes are disco, house, and funk. It's sure to be a great time. I almost said babies there because I can't be out to 1 a.m. <laughs> This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Dorr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.